Okay, so as I mentioned, people on video should miss it. We'll have uh, tonight's shear, and we're going to leave off at the very beginning of this interesting sugya of watching your health and being chayvul begufoy and the parameters, and we will segue from there, hopefully, after that, to general baltashchis, both by people and their bodies and their food, their clothing, and everything else. Right now, what we saw last night was Tesis raises the possibility that, based on the Kashla Gemara, the Gemara says you can't rip more than necessary on a mace, is a takana of Kriya on a mace, Leilenu, you can't just rip whatever you want. The more than that becomes baltashchis. And Taisa says, that's poshit. And Taisa's answered, well, it's not poshit because you're doing it for a reason. You feel it'll help you and it'll uh, help with the feelings. And people do all sorts of things. You ask them why you're doing it, they'll give you a reason. And Taisa suggests, well, maybe that reason is not enough and you need a very legitimate reason. One of the things that Taisa's mentioned is suicide, based on the Josh we saw in the Gemara, that is, Kemat always usher, and Tyson says, sometimes people feel they have a good reason, they're scared, they're nervous, they're depressed, whatever the case may be. Tyson says, that's a reason, but it's not a good enough reason. Certainly, Tamatar murder, or not even What Tyson's alluding to is the Medrash, which we didn't get to yet, because I'm trying to lay the groundwork where the Medrash is coming from. We might get to it, talent of the Shia tonight, or after Pesach. But the background, we began last night, the Chazara of what happened at the end of Shmuel Lalev, the beginning of Shmuel Beis. The end of Shmuel Lalev, Shol was already at the end of his reign without Siat Deshmaya. We'll leave this world as a Tzadik Elam, is in Elam Haba. And him with his children, with Shmuel Anavi. But before that happens, it's pretty bleak for him and for Klai Yisrael. Plishtim are about to attack. He doesn't know what to do. He asks Shmuel, who's no longer alive. They bring him up, and the Neshama communicates with them and tells him that you're going to be here with me tomorrow, which means you're not going to survive the battle, either with your children and either with Klai Yisrael. He goes to battle knowing full well that there's no escape, which is important for the backdrop here. And his three sons, unfortunately, are killed First, and he's now fighting the battle alone, and he's surrounded by the archers, and it's a matter of the next few minutes or a couple of hours, but he wasn't escaping. He wasn't escaping because there was no avenue of escape, and even though we know you don't give up, but he also knew from Shmuel that he's not going to survive. So, first he asked his arms bearer to kill him so he shouldn't be captured by the Goyim, and it shouldn't be a big chil Hashem if they torture him alive. And his arms bearer refuses to do so, so far, rightfully so, even though I say that with um, a uh, cautious note, because we're going to have a bit of a contradiction at the end, because if we're leading to a medrash that says Shaul was right in his decision, so why is the arms bearer wrong for not helping him? I don't have a great answer to that question. The answer is the arms bearer is his assistant his whole life. He doesn't want to touch his boss and the king. And it's a very bad thing to do normally, and David Amel is going to make that point very clear to the Naram Aleki, as we'll get back to in a moment. But Lamaitza, the Medrash, push shot in the reading of the Medrash, most of the say the Shol had a heter. And his Cheshmer was correct. He knew that he couldn't escape, which nobody else knows. He knew up in Nevoah. And he didn't want to be a big Achil Hashem. And he tried, after his arms bare refused, he tried to kill himself. Fallen a sword, he's wearing armor. Going to one shot, didn't work that well. He's mortally wounded, but he still wasn't dead. And in walks... 
Ben Armaleki, who happens to be on Har Gilboa, where this battle is happening, this defeat is happening, and he walks by, and his story that we're about to see tonight, to David Amalek, was that he wanted to take credit for killing Shoal, and he's going to tell over the story that I walked by, and Shoal asked me, and I said, okay, if that's what you want, and David Amalek is going to have a very adverse reaction. That's an understatement. Um, the Radak already started warning us that we're not sure, even after all is said and done, with an Amaleki was making up the story. One Mahalachi is he made up the whole thing. Shaul was already dead, as the Pasuk we saw last night seems to suggest that he died, and his eyes bare killed himself afterwards also. Shaul about the Heter. There would be a Bechil Hashem. A Yid is captured alive. He wasn't the king, but he was assistant to the king, so maybe there's an associated Chil Hashem. I'm putting that in. The Mepharshim don't spell that out. They don't criticize him, but they don't spell that out. And the Amaleki just saw it was a fait accompli, but he decided to take the credit because he was an Amaleki, and Davin Amelech was trying to get rid of the Amalekim, as Amalek Yisrael is supposed to do, and he's the ascending Amalek Yisrael. And he wanted to ingratiate himself to Davin Amelech, and therefore he wanted to tell a told tale how he thought David would be thrilled, I killed your enemy. He didn't know David very well, and he didn't know David's Sitkus, and he didn't know that he forgave Shaul, and he knew Shaul was a tzaddik, and he would now give a hespit and be very, very distraught. But he thought he was going to get him his good side. So, according to the first chapter of the doc, he made it up. He didn't really do anything. He just made it up to get him his good side. Keep these parallel pshatim in mind, because hopefully tonight we have to address how you answer the end of the story, according to Yishita. Second possibility is Shaul tried to kill himself. He was mortally wounded, but he wasn't dead yet. And Armalek, he really finished him off. And he's boasting to David that he finished him off, also negotiate himself, but he really killed him. I won't get into now. The Sugin Sahedrin, if you kill a Geisis versus killing a Trefa, if killing a Trefa is no Misa de Adam, it's still lesser. If you kill a Geisis, it's like killing anybody who is going to live another five seconds. If he closes his eyes, Shokhanar says five seconds early, it's a regular Vitzicha. What the difference between a Geisis and a Trefa is the $100 million question. And I say $100 million question because the. Uh, Health system is complaining that they have to make difficult decisions, not only in this matzah, but they were complaining about it before. We mentioned this two nights ago, and they're saying that it's hundreds of millions of dollars and we can't afford it, and therefore we have to make decisions and kill people who, Muhammad Islam, aren't going to live anyway. They don't know the Sugin Sahajan, Geisis, Trefa. It's not clear. The Akhrainim have long chuvas trying to figure out what's in a Geisis and a Trefa. A Geisis is a person who doesn't have any particular problem with one organ. He's 119, 364 days. He has a day to live. But he's fine otherwise, which is hard to explain medically today. Nobody's fine otherwise. The, the organs are always shutting down, shutting down to old age. But there's nothing you could point to. So that's not a trefa. Trefa doesn't have a full din of chiz, even though it's also to kill him, and it's the reisa. It's not a chiz, it's the adam. Charles at this point fell on a sword. Probably more a trefa than a guy says, but still not a head to kill him. And... I'm, again, trying to lay the groundwork to Davin Amal's reaction of why he's going to kill the Narmaliki for this. If he made it up, we really have to explain why he's going to kill him. And if he didn't make it up, we still have to explain if he was a trefer, why is Chaim is the Adam. So either way, you have to come out to some form of hurrah shah, and why would David make a hurrah shah for this? We'll explain. And the biggest problem is that Eindah made some outside Russia, and you can't give aid this in yourself. It's incriminating. And it's not admissible in court. And therefore, even if he wasn't a trefer, and guy walks in and says, I killed somebody, you can't punish him because you can't convey this on yourself. So these are the very important questions which all the Rishayinim and Achrayinim discuss revolving around these Pshukim and the measures we're going to quote. And we'll hopefully try to explain according to each of the Mahalchim. 
So that's where we left off last night. If you'll go to your copy, we're now going to see the account of this Nar Maliki, who, by the way, some say was Doig, to complicate things further, as in Doig, the enemy of, well, he was the enemy of everybody at the end. He personally hated David, and he killed Novia Kainim. He's the one who actually carried it out. So he had a lot of blood on his hands. He was, unfortunately, a person who at one time knew how to learn, which made him more dangerous. And we'll discuss soon if he was racial Sanhedrin or on the Sanhedrin, we're going to first have to debate this is not Maliki Jewish. So, if you look at page three of your copies, this is the copy that starts off on page one with Shmuel Aleph. So, if you have your PDFs there, uh, page three, we're going to start in Shmuel Bays, which immediately follows the story that we just finished, or we thought we finished, that Shaul died and the Nisei Kalim that were with him killed themselves also. Assuming Sam Hetter, as we mentioned, and the question is, did he die before the Nama Lakey got there or after? Take a look at Pasigala. Perikala, Pasigala, for Shmuel Bays. Normally, he wouldn't have to have such narichas just to try to explain what's going on, but all this is very, very Nagea. Allah Lamaisa had to read the Chazal we're going to see later. Very ironic. So, unfortunately, I'm going to point out. Hashem always makes sure the next leader is being groomed. Sunset shall no longer alive. Malchus ended, and David is the ascending Melech he was before, but now he's really going to have the Melucha first over Yehuda, then over Klai Yisrael a couple years later. And as Shaul was losing the battle, as Klai Yisrael lost the battle with many, many casualties on Har Gabayah to the Plishtim, David with his men were defeating Amalek. Same time, the Pesach now says, and David now gets back, whether it's the next day, the next week, but same Tufa, and David had enough Kayach already to take on Amalek. But Amalek was gone, except for Agag. Well, it's interesting. That's a very good question. That question keeps repeating itself over and over again. It's good you raised it. And uh, I never have enough time before Perm by Parshas Amalek to fully exhaust that, so remind me next year. But uh, apparently... It's not partial that Aga was the only one that was missed, and it's very clear that somebody was missed because Haman was on the scene later on, but it's not partial that Aga was the only one. That's not a Tainan Shoal. Tainan Shoal was, if you had Aga, kill him. It doesn't mean there weren't people who fled the scene and were in hiding. Lamaisa David came back from the campaign. It doesn't say he killed 10,000 people, but he was still trying to clean up, so to speak, and he succeeded. And the irony over here is that after he gets back, Anar Maliki is going to walk in. We're going to have to define why we're calling him Anar Maliki, especially if he's Doig, who looked pretty Jewish to us in Shmuel Aleph. That's why I say it's happening at the same time. Klaus is losing one battle over here, and Shaul with his small band of men, 400 men, are fighting against Amalek. He comes back from the battle. He Kriya and he has Dama Rosha, son of Avelis, and he comes very submissive. And again, he's trying to ingratiate himself. He better be. Bows down. Everybody recognizes that David will be the king. At least uh, those surrounding David and Shevet Yehuda, Ishbashis and Shaul's camp won't. And Avner won't recognize that just yet. It's pretty apparent from this passage, David did not hear that they had lost yet, or didn't hear about the full extent of the loss. 
Without modern communication, somebody's got to come and report this. Famer love David. Maya Dover Hagen So it's clear, David. If he hurt something, he didn't have any clear information. It was a terrible defeat. People ran. Once they start running, the enemy pursues them, and uh, it's the beginning of the end. Vigam Harbe Nafumanaam, many casualties, many fatalities. Vayamusu, Vigam Shol, Vayanisam Benoi Mesu. The other two sons also died. Vayanisam was the main one who was his assistant and the main general. He says, How do you know this information? You can know this general defeat. Told the smoke clears, it's not very clear. It says, Do you have first hand evidence of this? That's already very bizarre. There's a major battle going on. Faiki's taking a walk in the park. I happen to walk by Hagabaya. That's why some of Farshim say that uh, this thing was made up. The battle wasn't made up. The feat wasn't made up. The death of Shaul wasn't made up. He's an opportunist who's now putting together things, but he doesn't want to be associated with not helping out, says, well, it was pretty bad, and I just came by, and Shaul asked me to help him. It happens to be, it fits into the story, so there's still a very good side. It's true, but I'm trying to be medallic in the puzzle over here, and the Quran against the is a little bit odd. You can't happen to be on, I don't know, give me uh, Dunkirk, give me a Yaakov, a good uh, battle. <laughs> you know, you'll happen, well, I happen to be walking by Dunkirk, and there were 500,000 people fighting, and you don't, if there's a major battle going on, you don't happen to walk by. It's just a strange lotion. So it sounds like he's trying to say, well, don't blame me. I wasn't really supposed to be fighting. I wasn't really from these parts. I just happened to be walking through. It's a little bit odd, the expression, which probably, according to this shot that he was making some of this or all this up, put David on guard. Shaw was leaning on a spear because he was mortally wounded, according to this version of the report. Assuming this is true, and they were surrounding him, they were about to either capture him alive or kill him. Shaul was worried about being captured alive. He turns around, he sees me, he called me over, and I said, what can I do for you? He's repeating the alleged conversation between him and Shaul. So Shaul and asked him, who are you? Interesting, every Kriyang Siv is mysterious. So we'll see soon. The first I'm going to say the Vayomer, Vayomer is when you answer. Vayomer, the way we read it, is somebody else answered for him. Because you can imagine if you're an Amalekhi and the Melech who just tried to destroy Amalek asks you who you are, you probably don't want to answer the question. So he didn't. But the other people recognized him and said, he's an Amalekhi. Also, that doesn't make sense that it would be Daig, because Shaul would know Daig. Right, exactly. exactly. The, the Daig, I just, I just put in the Daig because there was a sheet like that. It almost needs a whole separate sheet to explain it. It makes things even more complicated than we have it now. So I'm not even going to overly focus on it. I will mention some interesting points about it. But yes, it's, it's hard to understand, and he would obviously know who he is. He's the one who carried out his Navira kind of massacre, and he knew him well beforehand. Now, part of the version of the story later is going to be Nair Maliki, meaning Ben Nair. My father was on Maliki and he converted, but keep it simple, I'm from Amalek somewhere. Please kill me. Which means I'm in death throes and they're about to get me and I only did this and started this process because I don't want to fall into their hands. 
and I'm, I'm not strong enough to kill myself. He's wearing army, uh, armor, and he, he couldn't pierce it. And That's the Pashat. He's shaking already. He's uh, mortally wounded. We'll see another drash in Hashavitz in a moment. I have some life left, very little, but I don't have the strength to kill myself. Take a look at page 4 for a moment. Just show you two of the Mepharshim, one the Badak and one the Malbim, what we just read. See the Badak? He tried to kill himself. He fell on the sword. It pierced somewhat, and he was wounded, mortally wounded. Look at Ches and the Badak. Uh, somebody else volunteered the information. He didn't directly answer the question. That's why it doesn't say Vayamar. It says Vayamar. Somebody else volunteered it. Uh, skip two lines. What's Achazani Ashavitz means? He's in his death throes. Ubedrash. You see the next bracket. Ubedrash. Oiv. Rather, Avon. Noiv Irakainim. Deavera on his record. Shaul didn't kill him directly, but he gave the tzivoy for his men. Actually, he gave the tzivoy to Avner, and Avner didn't want to do it because he felt it was wrong. He felt they didn't have enough evidence they were Merva Malchus. And the truth is, they weren't Merva Malchus. Remember, he tainted, why'd you give my enemy a weapon, Goliath's a sword, and food, which was the lechem upon him, and help him escape. And they said, Your Highness, that was his son-in-law, he's the commander-in-chief, and we honestly don't know what you're talking about. And they honestly did know what he was talking about. But at that point, he was Cheshed, David was trying to rebel, and he held the world Moir Bamachas. Terrible mistake. It was an honest mistake, but a terrible mistake. Uh, the Lashon Har originally told Tushol that David was even there and got the help was by Dayeg, who was davening by the Mishkan. And he was noticing that David was there and overheard the conversation. So he was the Baal Lashon Har, and... When Avner refused to carry out the din, Shaul said, well, look, you gave the reports. You carry it out if you're so sure. And he did. So the record was still on that it was Shaul's Avera, not just Daig's, but Shaul gave the tzivoy. And that's the drash over here. Avon noiv irakainim halev shen kesainis tashbet sharakta. So Lashen achazani hashevis, Lashen kesainis tashbets is referring to the big day kahuna. So this didn't help matters. The reason Shaul lost his Siat is because of these terrible mistakes, as honest as they were. Take a look at the Malbim, and the Malbim points out, I mentioned before from the Malbim, is that uh, David now is just becoming the power that's going to steer Klaes on the right direction. See an Allah from the Malbim on the bottom? David. Shaka Shim Shaul now was being lost to Klai Yisrael, and they were losing a major battle against the Plishtim. Remember, the Plishtim controlled the Gaza Strip, and this was a thorn in their side for years to come until David finally takes care of them. Zarach Shamsha Shel David, the Shemesh of David, started rising. And they just returned from a battle of serious proportions. And with 400 men, he beat them. Now, Yaakov, yes, before, what serious proportions? There weren't too many Amalekim around. Any count, there weren't too many Amalekim around. My guess would be that the Amalekim were a nomadic tribe. So they were sort of over here and over there, and they mixed with people, and they got a lot of friends. They brought a lot of friends and instigated a lot of people against Klai Yisrael. So I would assume that David attacked what was an Amaleki stronghold to weed out any ones that were 
escaping or had escaped, but there were plenty of allies and they had to take them all on. That would be my assumption. Okay, so that's the background. Go to page five, which is out of order, by the way, in your copy, so flip it over. Page five is the last page. We'll go back to page six. That there's some people left over, as if it's the assumption there seems to be that that Shaul had everybody. What's interesting, there are Midrashim seem to indicate that the mitzvah Mechis Amalek is very difficult because it's very hard, people move around. It's very hard to make sure you have everybody in the mitzvah. The Raisa, by the way, is Akol Lafi Raisa Dayan, or Melech or General. The mitzvah is not to finish everybody off, it's to finish everybody off you know about. And and it has to be like that because the Ramam says there are three mitzvahs they have when they got into Eretz Yisrael Limeslam Melech and then to fight a Molech and only then to build a base of Mikdash we know for a fact by hook or by crook uh, they turned to a sheep uh, Agag had one child there were a few hanging around with David however you say it a Molech wasn't eradicated so had they go out to build a base of Mikdash he said they didn't know well if they didn't know why didn't Hashem tell them Beis Mikdash is not something you do in a vacuum they had to ask for shoes before they built it and David Melech Asked Nelson, and Nelson said, great idea, but he didn't say that as an Avi. And then he came back a few hours later and said, great idea, but not you. So Hashem was in direct communication with whether they should build this. Why didn't Hashem say, we have two problems. It's not you. You're an Ishmachama, I need your son, I Shalom, whatever the Cheshman there is. You, you have too much Kedusha, I can't destroy it afterwards, whatever the Chazal is. And by the way, Amalek is still around. That communication never came in. So apparently, to be it's the mitzvah, you just have to do what you see in front of you. Which raises another hundred kashas. But the, you have to say that just in the Rambam. The Rambam brings out the Gemara Sanhedrin, listed A, B, C, and says, You go on to see. We know they went on to see. They built the first base of Mitzvah and the second base of Mitzvah. And Amalek wasn't destroyed by either of them. So Shalom also didn't know that they were Amalek. Apparently, and apparently it doesn't affect going on to number three. You have to say that. And that's the short answer, but they're as far with hundreds of pages written on these Shaila. It's complicated, but for now, David, just a push up shot, David couldn't have been taking on. The Malbim just says it was a huge battle, COVID, it couldn't be taking on 10,000 Amalekim. So they moved around, they got a lot of people to hate the Yidin, and he had to take care of them. Lamaisa, a friend of the Amalekim, David is not known to be, uh, just like Shaul wasn't, and that explains why he's trying to get on David Amalek's good side. He just didn't know or have a clue how to do that, as we'll see right now. Let's go back to the Pusik. So he's continuing his story, or his alleged story or his um, story that was based on truth. The biggest problem in history, and when you hear people's accounts, especially in testimony, uh, you see this by the Umas Oilam in various court cases, is for somebody to get up and say an out-and-out lie has happened many times, but it's a little more difficult. You sprinkle in a little truth, it's hard to separate what's uh, exaggeration, what's a fabrication. So that's why there are two parallel tracks over here, but let's assume it's true for now. He's saying that he walked by, Shaul asked him, and he complied. He felt the king asked me, what's supposed to do? Put him out of his misery. We don't want him attacked by the Goyim. So, let's continue with the passing on the top of page 5. I knew that he wouldn't live much longer. That was his excuse. I wasn't really killing him, but Trefa, and I was helping him out. All the excuses, and the excuses are not bad, for Shaul, because Shaul indeed will have a heter quantumus peskim. It doesn't mean that Doeg had a heter to do it, or Narmaleki will call him for simplicity. Now, proof. A guy comes and makes a claim like this. David Melech, being a good king and a good general, you don't believe everything you hear. So you want to be able to verify. So 
this Namaleki wasn't born yesterday, and especially if he's dying, he certainly wasn't born yesterday. So he brings evidence. Pashupshai took his crown. He's a king. He has a crown. Maybe he had a special crown for battle, as a helmet, but he had a crown. And I took one of his bracelets. Rashi says the crown, the bracelet, was the Shalvesh and the Shalyad, which strikes us going to battle with Tefillin. Well, if you think about it, that would probably be a good Shmira. So Rashi brings down that Chazal, and I brought it with me. So now we know he was in the area and he has proof. And this was, I don't know if he put the Tefillin Zekel that said Shalom and Kish, but this part was obvious. David believed him. The question is, did he get there after he died, try to take credit, or did he actually kill him, which is even worse? The reaction this Nahmalek was looking for was not there, to say the least, uh, quite the opposite. First, David Amalek, before he gets to dealing with the Nahmalek, he has a tremendous um, reaction of grief, which was genuine, of course, and, and Avelus, and we rise Korea. And all the men understood the tragedy. This is godless. Here you have 400 men with David. They couldn't sleep in the same place two nights in a row for two years. The Shul was trying to kill them. And their immediate gut reaction was more than sorrow. They were genuinely destroyed. That's quite a madriga. Most people... Don't have such nice things to say about people who are trying to kill them. But they understood the Shaul Betzim as a tzaddik, and this is all part of his depression, his lack of siyat deshmaya, and they rice kriya because Klai Yisrael lost, they rice kriya because Yenison, that nothing is Yenison, Yenison is not David's side, if anything, but it was also for Shaul. They said a spade them, they fasted. Al Shaul, that's why I pointed that out, not just on Yenison and Klai Yisrael, Al Shaul, Val Yenison Benoi, and it was a terrible defeat. After that, there's a whole kinah, which we're not going to discuss now, because it's not the Navi Shir, you can go back, it's recorded somewhere. David says, one of the most beautiful Hasbedim, written in Tanakh, recorded in Tanakh, and now he turns his attention to this Narmalek, he was still standing there, probably hoping, still waiting for some reward or some position in the cabinet, he's probably getting the idea of that after that reaction that maybe I'm not getting such a reward, but he didn't have the good sense to run. You would think at this point, you're trying to gratiate yourself. It doesn't look like Dovin Mel is very happy. So what was he thinking? I don't know if we have to explain. He's probably thinking, you know, politically he has to look upset, but afterwards he's going to give me a lot of money. Whatever the cheshpin was, he's going to be wrong, and soon he's going to be dead wrong. I'm sorry to use the expression. Uh, he's, uh, in terms of calculations of how to get in politically, this is one of the worst mistakes in the history and of, of the world. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Notice how careful David is. David is not looking to kill somebody unless it's absolutely necessary. So he says, uh, can we go over that again? You want to just chazer over. Amy Zata, where are you from again? Who are you? Vayomer ben Ish. Here it doesn't say Nar Maleki as the puzzle described them. Ben Ish Ger Maleki Anechi. That's quite a complicated line. Ben Ish Ger Maleki Anechi. He says, I'm not a Ger Maleki. I'm, he's insinuating I'm born Jewish. My father was a Ger Maleki. Okay, so now the next million dollar question. Can a Maleki fellow off the street before the battle, once the shooting starts, we don't take any Ger from anybody, not Zion Umas, not because everybody's going to be on their knees saying, don't shoot, some of my best friends are Jewish. Uh, that's too late. So, let's talk about before the battle, and the father came, it really was Makabal Mitzvah, or else the Geras doesn't get off the ground, 
and he wants to be a guyer. Can you accept him? Two shilas. Can you accept him? And if you can't, is that only a chachil or b'diavid you can? This is a machlekes hashanim based on a mechilta. What the pasuk like the mechilta? Mechilta says, and the mechilta brings a raya from this pasuk that as soon as David heard that his father converted, he remembered the din that Amaleki can't convert, everybody else can. Zion Umas, given the choice, you want to stay, except the Zion Mitzvahs, you want to convert. For the war, you want to leave, leave. Amalekim can't, and therefore, the Machilta is assuming, even Medievet, the Geras Nacha, which means his father is still not Jewish, knew what difference to make of his mother is. But somehow he married a lady from Amalek also. They both weren't Jewish, which means this guy is not Jewish. Which means he's still an Amaleki. No. David Amalek has a mitzvah of Mechias Amalek. Uh, there's a Shiloh where the Mechias Amalek is on a yachid or on a government. David's the government. So either way, he's got to kill him. So forgetting the fact that he claimed he killed the king, he's an Amalek standing in front of him. So that's already reason enough to kill him. So that's a Shiloh. The Ravid passes like this Mechilta that we can't accept Garen from Amalek. The Ramam says we can. So how does the Ramam going to learn these Tzukim? We'll get to it. As I said, there are two parallel tracks. You've got to keep in mind the Cheshbenes. If it wasn't such a uh, bloody sugya, uh, bloody, I mean, nobody's doing anything wrong. It's just tragic that uh, this fellow, if he really did touch Shaul Melch Yisrael, is going to pay for it. We don't feel sorry for him. We sort of are having a split decision over here, and we're saying, David Amal's going to tell him what you did is wrong, and we're going to kill you for that. question is why. Well, we can kill him. He's not Malik, according to this shot. The gay is never hot. That's easier. Or if no, you're Jewish, we're going to kill you anyway, because how dare you touch the king, which Dovin is going to say to Farish. Again, the primary is before, which what you think about over, over Pesach, is that, well, if Shalom El had a heter, and the Medrash is going to spell that out, then why is it us to kill him? He's suffering now. We tried to kill himself. It's going to work. So then why is that a problem? The only answer the Mepharshim suggests is that David HaMelech had to make a harasha. Harasha means a din for the hour, and he had to make quite clear with a new kingdom and he's got to command the respect, there's the dinner of and you've got to make one thing clear. If you touch a king in Klaisrael, you get killed. Certainly if you kill him. Or attempt to kill him, or claim you killed him, even if you didn't kill him. That takes care of both possibilities. So he has a heter achit to kill him if he's an Amaleki, if his parents never were Magai, or if they tried and it didn't work. That's only according to the Chilta and the Ravid. The Ram Mom would have to learn that no, he killed him because the next Pasuk, how dare you kill the uh, Mashiach Hashem, the, the Melech, you have no right to do it, and therefore we're going to kill you as a Marba Malchus, even though it wasn't his Malchus. Now, the other big question is, you can't incriminate yourself in front of anybody or in a court of law, so why is it Misa? So why can't you incriminate yourself? So the easy shot is that a Yid can't give Adis on a Karav, and you're a Karav to yourself, and therefore you can't make yourself a Russia. And the Mesmas a Russia, you're a Karav Latzmai. That's good if he's Jewish. And then it's a good kasha, how can he accept his aids? If he's not Jewish, there's no psul of edus on a curve. So a guy can give edus on himself as incriminating. The Ramam happens to have a Lushan, trying to explain if he looks depressed and suicidal, we don't accept his edus, maybe he's just trying to kill himself, but he's a chicken and he wants us to do it, so Sanhedrin doesn't get involved. But technically, if he really did it and just trying to get a kapara, we would take his edus on himself because a curve is kasha by a guy, but not by a yid. So it makes a big nafkamina. Is this guy Jewish? Is he not Jewish? Yeah, but if he's a guy, you can't be Mikabal's aid to either. You can, because a guy is kosher one aid and even a curve. So if he walks in and says, I just ate Avram and Achai. So you ask him a few questions. Uh, where'd you have it? He said, well, I went to McDonald's and the line was too long. I told him to give, give me what they have and the chicken wasn't dead yet. Okay, so he has a, it's a, it's a story that looks true. The guy doesn't look depressed or suicidal. 
looks a little nutty, but doesn't look depressed, and uh, he's a carve to himself, so what? So that's, uh, that's kosher edus. So that would be okay. So if this Narmaleki is not Jewish because his father's gayers didn't work, like the Mechilt and the Ravid, so then you can accept the edus, he just killed the king, in which case he's Chayv Misa, even if Shaul was a trefa, Goy is Chayv Misa for killing a trefa. Not just Misa Deshamayim. So then we understand it fully. If the Geiris was not Chal, we don't have to come on to that because he's an Amaliki. We have to kill him anyway. Problem is, if the Geiris was Chal, like the Ramam, and his father was Jewish, he's Jewish, everybody's Jewish, suddenly if his Daigadami would like to assume he was Jewish, even though we have Tainas on him. So why did he kill him? So now read the next Pusik. Again, Yud Hashem. How dare you? Why weren't you afraid to kill the king? He called over the guards. Execute him on the spot, and he did so. I stopped the Pusik there because we know the ending. And the question is, well... What was the Pesach based on? So take a look at the Metsudis very quickly, and we'll have to get to the answers next time, as we're out of time. Yud Gimel and Metsudis. Are you still dwelling by Amalek? He's trying to figure out, like, where did this guy fly in from? He happens to walk by Har Like, he's trying to figure out whether the story's true, and trying to ask him more facts, like, where do you live now? Uh, you're living in Meish You're living in Amalek territory. Where are you? Ata Yisrael. They want to know, was he really Maguire? Was his father Maguire? So he said, no, my father's Maguire. We're living here a while already. We're naturalized citizens under the law of return. Ben Ish Ger Maleki. That law of return is not halakhic in nature, so please don't apply that. Eid Avi Balagur Berit Yisrael, who Nizgayer, and again, we have Machlech as the Ram of the Ravid, is that Geris Chal? Is it Lachachila? And is it Bidievid? Yudalvin the Metsudas, Eichla Yeresa, Ratzalarma Hova, Ati Yisrael, Meleidas. The Metsudas learns, he said, Well, if you're Jewish, Eichla Yeresa, Me Hashem, Lashleicha, Meshicha, Yishabalu Yerushamayim, how dare you touch the king? Im Kitsiva Lacha, even though he told you to do it, via Karv Lomas, and maybe he's a trefa, still, Mikol, go back to page six, which is on the flip side. Did you find it? Yep, page six. Back uh, to the Metsudis, Mikomakom Chatasal Hashem. It was an Avera and Yechai Misa. And if you're Jewish, we can't accept your testimony. That's where you have to come on to the Harasha, which Amelech has a right to do, even though the testimony was not the regular legal channels. He was just following orders from Sholham Melech, right? So- yeah, but if the king asks you to do an Avera, you can't do it. And killing somebody is an Avera. Again, I. I do admit that the problem is if we come out that Shaul was on the right side of the halacha, how can this be an Avera? That you're going to have to think about all Pesach. Yeah. If, he, if he wouldn't listen, you'd punish him for being more of the Malchus for not listening. You know, it feels like he couldn't win no matter what he did. Uh, well, unless we answer the question, he couldn't win. But uh, David and Mal told him, if you're Jewish, you certainly should know you can't kill people, certainly kings. Uh, so you're a murderer, Malchus, and a murderer. Um, the question, again, still out there. We've got to figure out. Uh, you'll work on it over Pesach. You'll let me know what uh, Mahalach is. Uh, why how can Shaul be right and he be so wrong? Um, I have some halchim, but uh, we'll address it. So let's just finish up this Mitzudis in Tezayin. Domcha Reishcha. Uh, let's just read Tezayin. We didn't see this passage here. It's your fault and the blood is on your head. Kipicha Ana 
Pachan, even spells out, you told me, you admitted it. Now, you admitted it is never a reason to kill somebody. As a matter of fact, it's also to kill somebody. So either he's a guy and he can't give it on himself, or the story was true enough that if he did it, he's high Misa, and if he claimed he did it, he's boasting he killed the king. We also have to get rid of him. Lamar Nochim Sati Es Mashiach Hashem. Very interesting lotion. Sounds like the Raya to the Sheet of the Hold, he made that part up. He said, you're daring to claim Anochim Sati Mashiach you're boasting about it. The other shita will hold, no, he did it, and he's boasting about it, and that made it worse. So you have to plug in every part of the Pasuk to both Mahalchim. Take a look at the Metsudis and Tezayin, Damecha al Damcha Roshecha, Vatsalamra Avon, Misascha al Atzbacha. The fact that we have to kill you now is your fault. You're admitting you killed him. So he said, no, don't mean to say, David tells him that we believe the whole story. But if you're even claiming this, it's a Merida. If you thought he was my enemy and I'm going to be happy at this news, and therefore we can either kill you as a murderer, as a murderer or as an Amaleki, depending on which shot you take. So we raised a number of kashas, answered some of them, and remind me, when we get back after Pesach for this uh, sugya, we're up to the medrash, finally, that talks about the suicide of Shaul and why it might be mutter. And we have to answer that kasha that you just reiterated. Uh, Mr. Shem, this Sunday morning, we will continue and shave him at a quarter to nine. And in the meantime, uh, go help your wives a little bit if you're not learning. And if you are learning, I'm sure she'll want you to learn until she needs help. Have a good night, a good job. Where, 